You are listening to Green Minds, the Southeast Sustainability Directors Network podcast. I'm Catherine Mercier-Baggett, Sustainability Manager for the City of Sandy Springs in Metro Atlanta, Georgia. I will co-host Green Minds with my colleague Laurel Creech of Nashville, Tennessee, alternating every month. Most of our listeners will have heard definitions of sustainability that involves the three pillars or the three-legged stool or the triple bottom line, those being the environment, social equity, and economic development, and also the notion of maintaining resources for future generations' needs. But from the perspective of a local government, what does that look like? In this episode, we will explore the meaning of sustainability in the municipal context with two guests. First, I will speak with Dr. Lynn Patterson, an urban planning academic and practitioner who I met several months ago uh, when the graduate studio at Georgia Tech that she leads was working on Sandy Springs Sustainability Assessment. Vanessa King, manager of the Southeast Sustainability Directors Network, is our second guest. Welcome to Green Minds, Dr. Patterson, and thank you for your time. To get started, would you mind introducing yourself and sharing your background? Sure, thank you. Glad to be here with you today. Um, I'm Lynn Patterson. I'm principal of Three Points Planning, which is an economic development and um, planning consulting firm. I am a former professor from Kennesaw State University, and I still teach part-time at Georgia Tech. I teach there um, in their School of City and Regional Planning. I've got a long history uh, with sustainability that started back in the mid-90s with green building. I worked with what was originally a solar city. It's called Savannah Solar Community in Tucson, and it evolved into what they had um, hoped it would be a sustainable community called Savannah. Um, So it was around when there were just a couple of hundred people at the U.S. Green Building Council Conference, and now it is a a rock concert, really. So it's been fun to see the evolution um, and the expansion of green building and sustainability in general um, over the last 20 plus years, 25 years. Thank you. You have a very impressive background. I presume the clients on most of your projects are cities and counties, and with your work on the academic side, I figure you were perfectly positioned to define sustainability for us. Uh, What does it mean to you and in the specific context of a municipality? Sure, thanks. So I think I I sit in an enviable position that I straddle both academia and practice. Um, As I mentioned earlier, I'm a practicing planner, um, but with a doctorate, so it makes makes me a unique animal maybe. Um, You know, sustainability for us for so long, we talk about that stool, that three-legged stool about um, environmental, about social, and about economic. And um, My work has really focused on the economic side um, and that nexus of sustainability. So often we're really looking at the environmental piece, right? And and, in policy and programming in municipalities, uh, local government, they really emphasize a lot of, of that element. We don't see it quite so explicitly stated about the social and the economic piece. And that is part, those are parts that I, think need to be emphasized more and would like to see that a little bit more. Um, I think we've made tremendous strides, as I said, over the past 25 years in the environmental side. We've got a long way to go, um, but at least it's part of the the discourse, right? We have these conversations and and even in corporate uh, America, we have sustainability directors and they're very, again, very, very focused on the environmental. Um, The social leg and the economic leg with social with regard to equity and justice and access 
um, with democracy and inclusion, those are all pieces that governments, local governments have a key um, responsibility for, I think, and a key opportunity to, to provide some direction and leadership when it comes to addressing uh, that part of sustainability. The other piece is economic, and, and in some ways it may be the most frustrating. Um, you know, how do you tie those two together? Um, you know, we're all about, many communities are about economic growth and seeing an increase in jobs and increase in investment. Those are very traditional definitions of economic development. Um, but when we think about it from a sustainable perspective, Really, who are the companies that are operating? What size are they? Are you encouraging some small businesses? Are you encouraging entrepreneurship? Are you encouraging large corporations to come in and be good, all of them be good corporate citizens who are both environmentally and socially sensitive to the community in which they, they exist? Do they offer quality jobs? You know, they're safe working environments. Is there career mobility? Is there workforce training opportunities? So that people have the the opportunity for their own in their own lives as residents, as employers and employees in those communities to really advance. Is there meaningful work? And then how also, you know, as, as in economic development, is it the right fit? We talk a lot about many um, developing areas about really looking at appropriate technology for sustainability. You know, there's appropriate economies. Do you have the workforce and the assets, the physical assets, the capital assets to be able to attract the kinds of businesses that you're trying to attract and is it the right fit? So I think those are all pieces that would be really helpful for communities to start looking at this much more comprehensively in all of those. And that's all wrapped in this idea of resilience. Uh, right. So, you know, how do you create economies and social structures that can not only withstand disruptions, but adapt to disruptions? Never have we seen it more relevant than in the, than in the last year and a half, um, some disruptions, but it could be everything from a company closing to an environmental event to social unrest. And so what kinds of communities are we creating that can withstand and adapt to those to those disruptions? Uh, and I, I guess one other thing I'd like to say is if we think about it from a local government perspective, we focus a lot on the built environment when it comes to sustainability. We look at how do we create more compact cities, smarter cities, um, you know, complete streets, complete neighborhoods, com um, th this idea of really limiting the requirement for people to have to get in a car be, let, be let, so they can be less auto dependent. Um, so, you know, we look at transportation options, alternatives, uh, pedestrian ways, bicycle ways, um, multimodal, all sorts of different kinds of transit opportunities. We, we do a lot of work on mixed use, denser um, developments so that we can leave some conservation for some open space for the enjoyment of people. Quality of life is absolutely important as part of sustainability. Um, putting, making sure we've got housing that's proximal to employment centers and recreation. I mean, it's one thing, if you can work and, and live near, you know, your, your uh, place of employment, but then when you have to get into a car to, go, to drive 20 miles to go enjoy some, some nature, uh, get a little mental break, that's, that's not sustainable either. So um, green space, et cetera. So those are all part of, I mean, that's just a tip of the iceberg. We know this for the built environment, you know, but thinking about it also is how is sustainability, how do we promote it? How do we encourage it? How do we support it as part of sort of behavioral or institutionally? So what are the policies? What are the ways in which we seek justice? Um, I mentioned workforce training before. 
affordability. We've had lots of conversations and it's it's been a long-standing problem with housing affordability. Um, I love to show my students at Georgia Tech the housing and transportation index. Um, just to show them you may be able to buy a cheap house, but it's going to cost you a lot of money in transportation. And you know, are we are we thinking about those things? So I think that paying a little, paying some mind, heating heating the um, social and economic pieces, and incorporating those into a part of our overall strategy is going to be really essential. What do you think should be our main focus, our number one priority uh, in Metro Atlanta in terms of sustainability? Well, you know, that all depends on your discipline. (laughs) When I say that, because my transportation planner friends will tell you that it really needs to be about better improved transportation networks, right? Better transit. Um, I think places, I think Metro Atlanta, um, honestly, they need to work regionally. We have a ton of intra uh, municipal intermunicipality uh, competition when it comes to economic development, when it comes to uh, resources, and they're not recognizing the interdependence between the communities. And you know that's probably a word that is not used enough: interdependence. And it needs to be because n- none of us exist in isolation. It's great to land a wonderful economic development project with a thousand jobs, and then where's everybody going to live? right? Where's everybody where? How are they going to get to work? So, I mean, it's not a concrete, we should put in more greenways. Yes. We should put in transit. Yes. All of those things. Um, we should really work on food deserts and access to jobs and workforce training. All of those are important. I, I'm sorry to say, I can't tell you just one, but I do think uh, having a more regional cooperative attitude and, and ability, that's not just at the staff level. That goes all the way up to the, you know, the officials level as well. That's really important. I agree with you. It would be beneficial to work in a more collaborative manner. And thankfully, the Southeast Sustainability Directors Network is really there to help us with that. On that note, I will thank you very much uh, for your time. And we hope to talk to you soon. Thank you. And now on to our next guest. Vanessa King. Vanessa holds an undergraduate in travel and tourism and a master's in sustainability studies. She previously was the sustainability manager for the Biltmore Estates in Asheville, North Carolina. Welcome to Green Minds, Vanessa. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Um, First of all, could you tell us who you are? Great to be here, Catherine. I'm Vanessa King. I am the network manager for the Southeast Sustainability Directors Network. You might disagree with me, but I believe that you're an expert in sustainability in local government. Would you mind telling us what that means to you? You know, from my perspective, being uh, in my position where we offer capacity building opportunities to local government staff working on sustainability, what I think is it really depends on your job at your in your community. So what it means on the municipal con- in the municipal context really changes. Um, some folks within our SSDN membership focus really strictly on government operations, and that's what sustainability in their government context means. However, there are also many members that are looking out into the community and how to build sustainability programming and resilience into their communities themselves. 
So I really would say it depends on the job of each individual. Everybody might have a title that's sustainability director, sustainability coordinator, but what they actually do is specific to where they're located. Let's talk a little bit more about SSDN. Could you tell us how and why SSDN was created? So um, to start with that conversation, we really have to go back to the Urban Sustainability Directors Network, which is a national network covering the United States and Canada. And they, our model is based off of USDN's model. And USDN does exactly what we do for the most part, just serving a much larger area. And what happened was there were a few members in the South that were part of USDN, and they really recognized the need to step outside and have very Southern specific conversations. The South is very different from the rest of the nation. Our issues are very different. Our budgets are very different. Um, the communities are very different. So the need is different. They also recognize that it's really hard to build support for programs if you're comparing it to, for example, Seattle did a program. It's hard to relate that to a Southern city or San Francisco or New York, uh, Philadelphia. It's really nice to have case studies in a more regional context. So I would say in maybe eight years ago, a small group branched out to start having South, Southeast specific conversations outside of USDN. And we started to see those that community of practitioners grow. And so SSDN started to look at having the option of having it be a staffed network to help manage the programs. So going back, I'd say, well, maybe six or seven years ago, Maggie Ullman, who was formerly the director of sustainability for the city of Asheville, took on the role of um, running SSDN. And um, she invited Meg Jamison, who is our current um, director of SSDN, invited her to help do the programming, execute really the strategic plan of SSDN. And at that time, there was around maybe 30 members when Meg jumped in um, to help Maggie. And so now our leadership is um, Meg Jamison, our director, myself, Vanessa, as the network uh, manager, and just this summer, we moved from having a team of two for these many past years to having a team of five by this August. So we're now at roughly around 100 communities um, that are members of SSDN and get to take advantage of our peer learning work groups, our annual meeting, our policy advising, et cetera. That's quite an impressive growth, both in membership and organization leadership. Uh, you're a great team. I'm really thankful for learning from you. Uh, outside of a general increase in interest for sustainability in the Southeast, what other changes have you noticed in recent years in our field? What are the latest trends? Um, well, yeah, just the growth itself is part of that evolution to see so many local governments in the South hire somebody that has a focus on sustainability programming, um, whether it's within local government operations or whether it's in the community, there's, a, there's been a huge increase in those positions, um, which just shows that there's a commitment from our local governments in the Southeast that was never there before. 
So that's really, really exciting. And then to, you know, to speak to trends, something that I have seen is there's sustainability and resiliency work is kind of blending together. And sometimes you'll have a sustainability manager and a a chief resilience officer or something like that. And they're working very closely together on very similar projects. Um, So I think that is a bit of a trend is sustainability is moving into resilience work. Um, But then outside of that, over the past year, I've seen a huge growth in the desire to become better at community engagement and really get the community involved in the work of local governments in this space. And then I've also seen specifically in the South, a focus on how to implement projects in distressed communities, the communities that ultimately really need this work, um, where their high, the highest energy burden is, where they're having the, high, the most issues with flooding, et cetera. So I've seen that trend as well. And then another trend is green infrastructure. And I think that is a result of the amount of flooding we have in the Southeast. You see a big interest now in green infrastructure and natural resource protection and enhancement coupled with green infrastructure. So I think that's a new trend. Um, I think there's a big growth in social, the social component of sustainability is coming back and becoming more and more important to the work that our members are doing. And then also a water focus um, with the green infrastructure and natural resource protection. I think you're right on point with concerns about flooding and with the implementation of green infrastructure. It's definitely something we see in Metro Atlanta and I myself manage a number of these projects. Yeah, oh, I could also add in workforce development. That is um, something that a lot of our members are actively um, working and programmed, work, building programs around and also building their knowledge and how to do it. So workforce development in their communities is, a, is another focus that I've seen come rise kind of an in interest over the past couple of years. If you were in the position of a sustainability manager or director for a a local government, uh, where would you focus your energy? What would be your recommendation? Again, I would really start to understand your community and your community's needs and focus your energy there. You can, you can read all the books you want about sustainability and you can focus on maybe the big chapters that they cover in those books and you could very likely be focusing on the wrong thing if it's not what your community needs. So as a sustainability manager in local governments, my first step would be to find out what's happening specifically in your community and focus in that area. The second thing I would say is, especially if it's a new uh, department or a new position, I would also simultaneously take what you can get. So if your local government leadership is saying that they are interested in that position focusing in this area, I would also do that too, because the the small wins are a big part of building trust and um, showing that the the work is important, right? So if it's possible, I would focus where your leadership lets you focus while also really honing in on what's needed in your community, what's truly needed. Thank you very much for your inspiring thoughts, Vanessa. It was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, of course. 
The discussion with our two speakers highlights the need for collaboration, uh, both between departments and between the government and the community to give it a local flavor. That is a particularity of sustainability in government at the local, state, and federal levels because it can be operational or inward-facing like in a corporate setting, uh, but also community-oriented. All the policies and regulations and programs that are developed by cities and counties have a direct and profound impact on the community they serve. In the end, um, I think we can say that sustainability professionals, regardless where they work, all seek the same ultimate ideal of making the world a better place. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode that will be hosted by Laurel.